Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org. And now a message from The Rock of Gainesville. God is so good. And all the time. Hey, some church cliches are good. I'm not going to lie to you, man. You can, you, can, you can keep those going. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, here we are. How are you guys doing? This is, a, this is a good day, man. It's a good day to be in God's house. I mean, any day is really, but it's a good day, man. I've just watched God's goodness in the midst of challenges and difficulties in the last few weeks. And, you know, our family's been through some stuff. Close friends of ours have been through some stuff. Yet in all of it, God is good. Yet in all of it, God is faithful. And as we get into this word today about disciples making disciples, um, that's, that's, that's part of the process, guys, is, is the fact that we have an understanding, we've experienced the goodness of God. I've lived in the goodness of God. I've realized that everything didn't always go, you know, roses and cupcakes and brownies, but you know, God is good and faithful in every way. So we need to have that strong conviction within us. We need to have that shout within us, you know what I mean? That's why I'm, I'm big on that. When we're in the house, man, you better shout in the house. Because I'm going to guarantee you, along with your mama and your daddy, that you will not even whisper in the street if you can't shout in the house. I'm just, just facts, you know what I mean? Facts. There they are. That's the reality. So we got to shout in the house, man. Hey, listen, you know what? That doesn't have to be your personality. Your shout might look a little different than mine, whatever. You know, I'm a little animated. Been on stage for a long time since I was a little kid. So, you know, it's, it's um, which, you know, it is what it is. Personalities are what they are. But your strong statement and conviction of who he is, that's got to be there, man. It's got to be there, okay? Trust me, you don't, you don't have to do helicopters for Jesus down front or cry. I mean, if you do, that's cool. I hope it's heartfelt. But the conviction of that being real and that you are going to state and declare that strongly needs to be what we state. And that's what we're talking about these two weeks here. Is, as pastor started that word, disciples, disciple. Last week I, I said, you know what, I started to go into what I was going to teach and I realized, you know what, we need to continue on that word for a minute. And so this week we're going to talk about loving the truth. And next week we're going to talk about sharing the truth. Okay? So on the part of this discipleship process. So... And big thanks to Pastor George and Suze for the opportunity again to, to stand in this pulpit. Um, I, I take it very seriously. And, um, you know, the word says that those who teach are judged more severely, judged more strongly. And I take that word, and my wife knows I quote it a lot of times at home because I take very seriously. You know, even events in the last few weeks with some Christian leaders, it's just like, wow, that's rough. But we got to remember that this is a serious thing. We're handling the word of God. And so I want you to know today that that is a way in which we've taken this thing. And I, and I appreciate the fact that that's the spirit that Pastor George has developed throughout the years in this house. We're serious. When we stand here, this is not just, a, eh, good job. Put on a cool outfit and be charismatic. Eh, whatever, man. We don't have time for that. No, no, seriously. Like, we don't have time for the personality games and all that stuff, man. Hell is real. And the enemy is trying his best this last year and a half, whatever it's been. I mean, he's always, but in this last year and a half for us, clowning, as we, as we say, clowning. I'm like, wait a minute, time out. I wasn't going to take a sip of this water, but I got to keep on here for a minute. I mean, showing himself 
Okay? I mean, like, you're acting the fool, but you know what? Jesus is Lord, and we are victorious. Therefore, I'm going to take my size 10 to your chest by the Spirit and be like, get out of my face. Not because I have it within me, except that it's Christ in me, the hope of glory. Not within me, myself, but Christ in me. And you have to have that conviction in this generation, guys. The enemy is not like, oh, I'll give you this much. Okay. Here you go. No, when he shows up on the scene, you need to be like, no. You got to have the spirit of what Pastor Cheryl used to say back in the day. (laughs) I love her. I love her. She's like, sweetheart, when the devil shows up, you tell him to go straight back to hell. It's like, yeah, what? Pastor Cheryl came in straight gospel gangster on him, which is what some of you guys need to do. There is no gray area of like, oh, we can give a little bit and, you know, he'll let me have this much. No, he has no place and therefore we stand as such. Not because we're prideful, but because we know who it is we serve. So there's no place that we can allow for the enemy. Not in our families, not in our minds, not in our lives in any way. So if he's showing up, you got to be like, look, dog, no, you out. I'm here in Christ. So you got to go. There's no place that you can stay here. Not if light's coming in, there's no place for darkness then. You with me? Man, that's just the precursor to the message. So let's, man, let's get... That's good as a trailer. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Love you, John. Oh, man. Let's pray. Let's pray and get into this word. Father, we are so grateful to be in your house today, and thank you for this word. Lord, the fact that we can get into hear what you have to say about how we should conduct ourselves and how we should bring your word. Father, we want to receive it with joy and thanksgiving. We speak life over it. In Jesus' name, everybody said Amen. All right, so let's get into it. We're going to talk about loving the truth this week. Love the truth. First thing we'll add here is what is a disciple? Okay, the pure dictionary definition of a disciple is one who accepts and assists in spreading the doctrines of another. One who accepts and assists in the spreading of the doctrines of another. So you receive that. So this is the base level definition, right, of of what it is to be a disciple. You receive and accept the doctrine of another and you're spreading it, okay? You're going to be one who who shows that for, teaches that. We saw it in the Old Testament, Moses and Joshua, right? We saw the relationship there and we saw the discipleship that took place. Eli and Samuel, we saw that take place there in 1 Samuel chapter 3. Elijah and Elisha. 1 Kings chapter 19, we see that relationship. So again, you see the one who goes before, and then you see the one who comes after them, the one who's been trained up and then released, all right? So one who follows them, but here we go with Jesus. We're going to take it to another level with Jesus, which is what we're called to do. We not only are followers, okay? And that's okay. If you say that, if you state that, that's cool, right? But just understand that that's just scratching the surface when you say, I'm a follower of Christ, all right? Because in reality, what happens is there's a greater level of discipleship which takes place with Christ because in Christ, we have an even greater level of discipleship in that we're called to not only follow him, but to put on his nature. Okay? Now I'm going to say it again. It's going to go up on the screen, I think, but, but, but some of y'all didn't get that, so I'm going to give you a chance to get it. In Christ, we have an even greater level of discipleship in that we're called to not only follow him, but to put on his nature. Okay? There's no, oh, he's doing that. Let me go after that. I mean, there's to a degree in the starting, but we've got to put on the very nature of Christ. Therefore, I'm in him and he's in me. That's why what we did over here a few weeks ago wasn't just our little cute little Christian sacrament. 
It was a literal declaration that people were putting on Christ, that the old man was going away and the new man was coming up, okay? That we've put on Christ and therefore I can't be separated from him. That's why I can't live a double life. See it over here? That's why I can't live a double life. Because everything is in him. Every, I put him on and therefore there's no area he's not touching. Like I like talking, you guys know, I like talking about biblical worldview. There's no area that the word isn't speaking to. You don't get like your thing that you get to do and eh, okay. You know, some people like to parse it out with their, like, their entertainment, their politics, whatever. You, you, I just want to clue you in. You don't get that right. There's not like a my part over here. And you know, I do that. I've always done this this way. So? <laughs> I got, yeah, I'm, la- I'm laughing at you because I'm laughing at me too. Like we actually think like, yeah, I did this this way and this is my thing. This is kind of how we go about it. So? You remember a few months ago when I was preaching about being citizens of heaven, I'm like, who is we? Like if you got this we, like based on your culture, skin color, whatever it is, and it's we, you better get we with Christ. What, who is we and what do we do? In Christ, yeah. But don't come at me with that. And don't, and don't allow yourself to be touched by that. Like, oh, you know, I, you know this is you know how we, you mean how we do it. In Christ, this is how we do it. But I'm not subject to any of that. That's the spirits of the world. So what the word says about that, okay? In Colossians chapter, chapter 2. verse six through eight. What does it really mean to be a disciple of Christ? Let's look into this right here. This is one of my favorite passages of scripture. I feel like it is so a right now word the last few years. And it says this, therefore, as you received Christ, Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it. Hmm. Look at your neighbor and tell him, see to it. That's for you. Okay? So when you read that, he say, you see to it. Ricky, see to it. John, see to it. Okay? Michelle, see to it. Brian, see to it. Meaning you. Okay? See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit. According to human tradition, and according to the elemental spirits of the world and not according to Christ. You see to it that no one takes you captive by those things. Because that's what we're, that's what we're facing right now, is people would like us to be taken captive. It's always ever been, because this is from back in the day, but it applies right now, in 2021, exactly the same. You see, as disciples, we've got to fully embrace who he is and what he has said for us and how we ought to live. And we gotta love that. We gotta love that truth. You see, there's often times that we're, we're, we're as disciples thinking that we can, like I said, have this little slice that we get to keep for us. And what happens is this, what, what we were told in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5, that some would have a form of godliness but would deny its power. So some take parts of what the gospel says, parts of what the truth says, because those are comfortable ones, right? We got everybody running around talking about love and people don't know what love is. Love, 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 love. Oh, this would be love and that would be love. Come on, man. 
Go back to what does the word say? What is the truth on these things? Because if not, then you got this wishy-washy, one inch deep, somewhat of a theology that because you said Jesus, you think it's all right. Yeah, come on, I'm being, I'm being, okay, I'm, I'm being a little tough on this because sometimes you gotta go to boot camp. Listen to me, okay, listen to me. Listen to Ignacio. I'll just go watch that movie later. Sometimes it's, it's me going to reach the world with just the kindness and the mercy of the Lord, but then sometimes we gotta get in the gym, man, okay? Sherman has a gym. Sherman, Sherman Merrick's over here. If you want to do CrossFit, sign up for his gym. He's a great dude. Good business. That's free, man. I love you. Buy me lunch. <laughs> when you go work out, he's not like, oh, how do you feel about lifting that weight? How do you feel about doing those burpees? No, did you, did you hire me to get you fit and fine? Then that's why you're in this gym. Let's go. Not... This is what the workout of the day is if you feel like that. No, mm-mm, no, I mean, he's like, I'll take your money, fine, but you're not gonna get results that you're supposed to get because just in the same way, you have a form of godliness, but you deny its power because you're not fully receiving all that he has. You want the tidbits, right? You just want some sprinkles rather than the whole cupcake. You know, you just want a little trimming here. You want a little bit of that. Oh, I don't want all of that. Nobody said you got to put on Christ. Oh, I don't like the way the arm feels. Jesus, I put you on, but I don't know how this arm feels. I don't like the way this part of the garment looks. No, he said put on Christ and that's it. Done. So there's some stuff that you're not going to like, but oh well. (laughs) It doesn't suck to be you. You're in Christ. So die to whatever you need to die to because, man, you are in Christ. Realize that that in and of itself is amazing or amazing, depending on how you want to say it. <laughs> that is true. So here's the deal. We are being pressured by our culture to celebrate certain things, to condemn certain things, all based on the elemental spirits of the world, on human tradition, and not according to Christ. Come on, isn't this, yeah, yeah, everybody, yep, everybody says this is good. Does the Lord? I got to post this, I got to say this. Did the Lord approve? Everybody marching over here, did the Lord say? Everybody's got to do this vote, did the Lord say? That's my litmus test, man, because at the end of it, if... I am correct, which I am because I read it in the Bible and it ain't about me. None of those people, none of that media, none of that popular opinion is going to be there at the gate saying, come on in. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord. So this, this is the deal as we look at all of this, right, and we think about this idea of discipleship, the truth of the matter is what are we going to call people to? if we're not calling them to the eternal truth of Christ. I'm just gonna call people, hey, you know, just know God, love Jesus, general statements, right? If, if eternal truth isn't under it all, undergirding and building it up, then that is just really all we have, some feel-good spirituality. You know, I spoke to someone the other day who had this had a, a interaction with a person who had 
basically walked away from their Christianity in the, in, the, in the mindset that they had received some divine revelation of sorts and become one with the universe and themselves and peace was found in that place and whatever else. And I was like, oh, no, that is not it. You're wrong. That, ooh, gosh, can we say that today? Yes, you can. Your Bible says, John 7, 24, judge not according to appearance, but judge righteous judgment. All right? So when you get your friend who comes to say, don't judge me, bro, be like, shh. I'm going to tell you where you got that from. You got that from human traditions and the elemental spirits of the world. That's where you got that from. The, nobody could speak a word of judgment and say, this is right and this is wrong. You got that from the human traditions and elemental spirits of the world, bro. You didn't get that from the word of God. So I'm going to love you. I will love you. We can go out for a cheeseburger, but I'm not going to affirm what you're telling me is truth because it's not. Nor am I going to receive that. No, I, it, it is not very loving for me to do as such. Buildings on fire. We're both sitting in here about to get charred to a crisp. And I'm going to tell you, I know you don't, you don't feel like the smoke smells bad and it doesn't feel too hot to you, so we'll just continue to sit here and burn to death. Who does that? Oh, apparently Christians who don't walk by conviction. I, I, I got to tell you the truth. And to know me is to love me. I mean, really. I'll see you after service. And hang out. We can pour one of the free cups of coffee out there together. But, but like for real, we got to love the truth and be loving, but we got to love the truth because it's not loving for us to affirm falsehood, lies, death, and destruction that the enemy would like us to receive because he pack, packaged them up real nicely. You know, I was talking with our, our, our youth a couple weeks ago and I was like, guys, come on. What, the word says he, he may come as an angel of light. Wouldn't he show up in a way that's like super palatable and enjoyable to you? Why wouldn't he show up in a way that you're like, ew, gross? He's not showing up like that. He's showing up in a way that you think, this has to be God. This is really good. And I like this. <laughs> totally going with that. And the enemy's like, yeah. then he sits back. He didn't have to do anything because you've already given it up. But we got to love truth. Because here's the deal, man. John 17, 17 says this. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. That's when Jesus was declaring this high priestly prayer. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Let me make it super clear. Not any old thing. Your truth, my truth. No, no, no. My truth is his truth. That's the only truth that we're going to talk about. Okay? So we got a lot of the whole, let's do an interview and talk about shout my truth. No, 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 no. If your truth is not the word of God, is not squaring up with what the word has to say, then wrap it up, baby. Wrap it up. Turn off the camera. Yeah, turn off the camera. We're done. There's nothing for us to talk about because that's not truth in and of itself. We need his truth because that's the truth that I need to align with because then I'm actually going to live out the life he's called me to live. All right. Amen. Man, man, y'all are, y'all are responding really well. Thank you. I appreciate that. appreciate that. I don't, yeah, when it's super quiet, I don't do well unless there's like, I don't know, maybe if I'm like, I don't giving my kids a lecture or something like that. But, I don't know. So I got three things for you. What is it? What is it? 
mean to walk as a disciple, right? We, want, we need to walk as one, and then we're going to invite people. That's what we're talking about next week, okay? So first thing, remain faithful to Christ as our sure foundation no matter the cost. Remain faithful to Christ as our sure foundation no matter the cost. Colossians 2, 6 through 7 says this, Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Say, so walk in him. Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. He is the sure foundation that we need to walk in. You know, something you realize when you take your Bible and you look in Genesis chapter 1, and then you take it over against John chapter 1. In Genesis chapter 1, the word says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, right? Earth was without form, it was void. And then the word, and it says, and God said, and God said, the word came. And then you take that and you say, okay, keep that. And then you go over here to John 1 in the New Testament. And it says, in there, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And without him, there's nothing made that was made. So from the very beginning, Jesus, the Word, second person of the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, second person of the Godhead, right, is there from the very beginning. So not only is he our sure foundation in salvation, he was our sure foundation from the very beginning because would none of us be here without the Word. So in every way, shape, and form, he is our sure foundation. That's why we say the Word of God speaks to every single don't come at me with the, oh, well, you know, there's this stuff that I do or the way that I live out in my entertainment and my politics and my family that, you know, I just kind of figure it out because God's word doesn't say much about that. No, 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 no. It's like people confused about marriage. Well, Jesus didn't say a whole lot. He didn't? <laughs> look, <laughs> look again. Because the thing is, he's not into giving a diatribe in order to make space for the sins you would like to pursue. I'm going to say that again. He's not into giving a diatribe to make space for the sins you want to pursue. He's going to restate that which was from the beginning. When they asked him about divorce, he actually affirmed everything that we're all in question about right now. Jesus affirmed again. He said, have you not heard or read? That from the beginning, it was not so. It was not like all of this. But from the beginning, he made them male and female. And therefore said, the two shall become one flesh. Right? So he's like, me and father already took care of this from day one. Just in case you guys were uncertain, that didn't change. So any variance from that is sin. Also known as missing the mark. So you don't actually need Six psychiatrists, four counselors, eight media personalities, and two interviewers to figure out, well, you know, she's been through this, or he thought that, so maybe. Oh, pain real. Difficulty's real. Challenge is real. Truth still remains. And so we, in love and in grace and in mercy, point back to the standard and say that this is it. And, and I used to, I, you know, I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. I understand it's difficult for you where you are, but this is the truth. No, no, I'm, I'm not sorry. We got God's righteous standard. We have God's ways. How could I ever be sorry about that? 
Now I understand it might be painful, difficult, or challenging to receive, but I ain't sorry. <laughs> not one day of the week, not one minute of an hour. I'm not sorry because, man, we have the sure way provided us. How could I be sad about that? There's freedom in that. Let's receive it. Let's declare it, church. All right? Second thing, let everything be filtered through the lens of God's eternal truth. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, let everything be filtered through the lens of God's eternal truth. Some days we don't want to do it because you open up and you're like, Jesus, you're not really worried about that, are you? He is. That conversation, that statement you made, that group somebody wants you to support, that thing you need to do with your money, that business opportunity, whatever. Oh, you're not, yeah, he is. Concerned with all of it. Everything gets filtered through that lens. Okay? Now that doesn't mean that I'm, I'm here at the store asking, you know, should I buy Cap'n Crunch or should I buy Cinnamon Toast Crunch? You know what I mean? I mean, I, maybe if you, there's the depth of conviction that you need in that, then sure, go ahead. I don't know, maybe you need to buy grape nuts or something, whatever. But, 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 he's, but he's speaking into every area of life. I mean, in a general sense, he probably has something to say about the way you're eating because he wants you to care for the temple. Right? He might not get into Cinnamon Toast Crunch or, 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 or grape nuts or whatever other, or Kashi or whatever else you got. I'm naming cereals here. But he, he probably wants to give you some guidance on caring for the temple because he wants you to be around here to do what he's called you to do. Right? Everything gets filtered through the truth of the word. Everything is filtered through that. And here's the deal. The word and the spirit will never contradict one another. They never contradict one another. We get people get weirded out. I know, man, we got, I love to say I'm in the middle sometimes because you got those in the church who get freaked out about, oh man, we heard the Holy Spirit and the Lord can still do a work or do a sign or a wonder or a miracle. And then you got those over here, oh, well, you know, those things were ceased. And, and at this point, it's just the scripture. We just, we just search the scripture. That's it. I believe it's everything altogether. <laughs> you think the Lord can't speak today? He spoke to me. That's why I married that woman over there. Good word. Hallelujah. That's a good word. One of those words. He's speaking, and those two aren't going to contradict one another. So love your word. Receive that. All of it comes in from the eternal truth, and we want to filter everything through that lens. Listen to this great quote from Nicky Gumbel, who's the guy who did the Bible in a year that we're doing. Here's one of the days of ocean. He said this, God has given us a conscience so that we know that some things are good and others are evil. But our, con- our consciences can be dulled and they need to be sharpened by objective truth. They need to be sharpened by objective truth because sometimes you have a way that you feel about a certain thing and you're not quite there yet. Here's how you say it when I, when, I, when I taught Bible for the kids in the school. What you want to do is find out what the word of God has to say and then call your emotions to submit to that. Right. Too many of us today find out what our emotions have to say and then we want to fish for what we think works for us. We want to fish for what works for us. Well, I feel this way, so I'm going to do this. Whew, Jesus, that is not the word of God. We are called to submit ourselves to it. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you don't do what I say? 
We can't allow our emotions to run us. And people all over the planet today, and in particular in our sphere here in our country, want to be run by their emotions. And then you want to find stuff to support it. That's not the walk of faith. The walk of faith is we come and find what does the truth say and we submit to that. Even your salvation was not because Jesus had a real good sweet word for you and rubbed your side of your face and you tucked up real close and rubbed his beard. It was because your sin separates you from the Lord. I have come that you would have life and that more abundantly. I've died on a cross, raised from the dead, and by faith in me, you can receive relationship. Because what does the word say? That he is the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There we go. Come on. Period. You want to have an uncomfortable conversation? Have that conversation with somebody who believes that that entire statement I just made is false. Had a couple of those. <laughs> with a coworker, I was just telling my kids about one time, and I said, it was uncomfortable, but you got, what I was going to say, well, you know, I guess you feel that way, so I'm not going to tell you that that's true. <laughs> I was like, John 14.6 is John 14.6. And sometimes you just got to get it out before you stop and don't get it out and state it <laughs> before you give you a chance for your emotions to feel like, well, that would be kind of mean if I say that this is true and you're wrong. It's worse if you don't say it. But you know what, though, man? Food and a smile is super helpful. It's just like a life tip I'm just throwing out there. If you're at a meal and you smile with people a lot, it totally works. It, yeah, that, I mean, I had a, again, I had a friend in college ask me that. Literally, you have a friend come up to you and ask you, point blank, we're working on an assignment. You think I'm going to hell? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, really? Come on, it's Tuesday morning. And the Holy Spirit, even the moment, said, I said, this is what the Word of God says. And then, yes, if this is the choice you make, there is hell. I said, but God's desire is that you'd have life and that more abundantly. I said, as a friend, I said, I hope that's the choice you make. See, that's very different from, yep, you're going to hell, sucker. I'm out. <laughs> it just doesn't play out quite the same. But you still got to stay with the truth. Again, verse, verse 6 and 7 there. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. How? Just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Remember that just as you were taught, just as the truth is. That's the lens I want things to come through is what does the truth of the word say? Not how I feel about it, but what does the truth say? And third, here's my last point, and then we'll sum up. Fight for the truth to remain central in your life. This is a big one for us right now. Fight for the truth to remain central in your life. Colossians 2.8, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. You gotta fight. Doesn't mean you gotta be ugly. Because you see what I had the opportunity to do, which I just shared about, was I had to fight for truth in that moment. Because what was more comfortable in the flesh was, well, you know, everybody has their own truth, it's okay. Let's go back to our assignment. You wanna get a cappuccino? 
But this person asked me a question of eternal significance and I could have just botched it and gone wishy-washy on them because I wanted to be soft about it. I mean, you got, come, come on, you guys know me. I'm not Mr. Super Confrontational, I'm a pretty chill guy, okay? Uh, at least I think so, I mean, my wife says I am. Pretty chill about stuff. So I'm not the first who's like, yeah, let's go guns blazing, <laughs> all the time. If we gotta go there, we're going there, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, let's go, let's ride, we have to do it. But again, I would take the, at times, the path of less resistance and, okay. But you gotta declare truth. We gotta stand and say, what is it? How was I taught? What does the truth say? And I gotta stand firm for that regardless of what it looks like or regardless of whatever the difficulties might come because of that. Because here's what 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 through 9 says. Be sober-minded. This is a scripture for so many of you right now. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Verse 9 is your imperative. Resist him firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. Resist him firm in the faith. There's moments where you're going to have to do something which you don't feel like. But you know what? I don't see in my Bible where it says, as you feel like it, follow the Lord. It ain't there, man. I've been reading that Bible a long time. Thank God for my parents. I mean, it ain't there. Trust me. I mean, you don't have to trust me. You can go get, you you all have a copy. I mean, you just download it right now if you don't have one on your phone or device, etc. but it's not there. Resist him firm in your faith because he's going around seeking someone to devour and he's not coming and saying, hey, you know, Daniel, if you'll just get this much, I'll leave you alone in the rest of the other areas. That's how some of these ministers end up living with a double life. Well, only this much because, you know, I still have all the other stuff that I believe, these things I'm living out. So I'm only gonna take that little slice and he'll leave me alone. Seeking someone to devour. Not if I could get a little bit. He's seeking to devour and destroy your life. So you can't have any room except to love the truth. In all of its fullness, in all of its glory, in all of its beauty, receive that truth which comes as we put on Christ. That's what we do. That's what we need. That's how we have to walk today. Because if not, I'm telling you, the enemy is not doing you any favors. He absolutely hates you because you bear the image of God. He hates you because you're a redeemed one. And if you're not, we're going to pray with you in a minute. Hallelujah. Because you're a redeemed one, he hates you. And he wants you to experience destruction. That's all. There is no, well, you can have this much and it won't destroy you. It might not look like something else that you think. So don't judge by the natural eye. I would hate to think, oh, I'm good, comfortable, cool, to stand before the Lord and hear, depart from me. Are you kidding me? No. So we got to love this truth, receive it in its fullness and its beauty.
Thank you, Lord. I want to remind you three things before we pray. Again, sum up those three things again. I'm calling the three F's of loving the truth. First foundation, second is filter, the third is fight. Again, keep Christ as your foundation. There's a lot of other things that are going to be offered to you. You got to keep Christ as your foundation. You're going to be offered a lot of opportunities that people will say, this is good, this is godly, this is the best because love, 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 love. All right? With so much talk about love, it is absolutely staggering to me that there is so little truth. Come on, in, our, in the media, in our politics right now, love, this, this love, kindness, love, love, love. And not a, I wouldn't say not a bit, not much of it of the Spirit of God. Not much of it in line with His truth. Because see, nice Jesus, which some people have a theology about, nice Jesus doesn't exist. And what I mean by nice Jesus is he just does whatever you want him to do. And he never offends you. He never brings you anything that you don't really like too much. Always just nice. The Bible actually says he's Lord. This means if I'm coming in, then I'm coming in for everything. (laughs) With love, you're my child. My grace is there, but I'm coming for everything. So get ready. I actually appreciate when people pause and be like, I'm not ready yet. Now, I wouldn't advise waiting to come to Christ, but counting the cost, because yeah, you are gonna lay it all down. We told people too long, some foolishness in America and other places like, you could just come and you know, it's gonna be so easy and better. It might suck. In the immediate, come on. Seriously, man, we got Muslim brothers and sisters who initially, it's going to really stink because they're leaving everything. I didn't understand that until I heard a brother who came out of the Muslim faith in a certain country. And he's like, when I left, he said, I had to be sure because I was going to leave it all and I might die. And it just don't fit with the, man, you're going to get a new house and a Tesla and three other things that, that you want. Pull your uh, Holy Spirit uh, slot machine and you're just going to get all of it. You might not. But what you will get is eternity. <laughs> Go on. The beauty and the goodness of God. Keep Him as your foundation. Filter everything, secondly, through the truth of the Word of God. Every single decision you make that has any weight to it, again, if it's not standing at the aisle picking cereal, but it's about your kids, it's about what you'll put your support for, where you'll spend your money, things you'll invest in, people you'll connect with, things that you'll put your name on, you better filter it through the Word of God. Does it align? If it doesn't, it's a good time to hands up, walk away. And you'll be better for it. Filter it all through the Word of God. And lastly, fight for biblical truth in your life. Come on, stand with me. Fight for biblical truth. I'm going to have you sit down again in a minute, but I want you to stand with me to, to pray over you. We're going to pray, and then I'm going to give an opportunity to those who have not yet received that salvation of Christ. So raise your hands. I'm going to pray over you this morning and declare God's Word. Father, I declare in this house over us, Lord, that we are people who are going to love the truth. God, it is so escaping so many right now 
in our culture, Father, and we call it out for what it is. It is the work of the enemy. God, people want everyone to jump into a certain thought process or, or join a certain group or make a certain statement because they have determined that this is what should be. Father, I declare that we will say, Lord, what do you say? And I pray over this entire house, Lord, everybody online, I'm declaring, Father, that there will be a spirit within us as a people. Father, we pray it over our brothers and sisters in this whole city and in our region, God. We will say, what do you say, Lord? We're going to stop being driven by what did 50 people in my Facebook feed or what did a few Instagram posts say or what did some text message say or what did the evening news say? They'll say, Lord, what do you say? And because we say, Lord God, then we're going to receive it and obey it. So I declare that over us, Father, that as disciples who are ready to disciple others, God, that we will love your truth. In Jesus' name, you can put your hands down. Now I just want to speak to those of you. Keep your heads bowed. Those of you who have not yet come to a saving knowledge of Jesus. And this is good. You've checked it out. You, 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 you're kind of deciding on all of it. But you have not yet committed and said, Jesus is Lord of my life. And I'm declaring. I'm walking and I'm following after him. If that's you, I'm going to give you a minute. Put your hand up. I want to pray for you. Online as well. Maybe you're listening to this later. I'm going to pray either way because I don't know who may listen to this later who needs to receive this salvation message. So if that's you, put a hand up. All right. Okay, I'm believing everybody in this room has received. If that's not you, okay, meaning you haven't yet received, but you're not quite ready to put a hand up, I want to just speak a word to you saying, Jesus is there. He's ready to receive you and give you salvation and life and call you to a life following his ways. Grab a friend, a leader, somebody who can speak that word to you, or even just go, I've heard many testimonies, someone sitting by themselves in a room. He can receive you right there. Pray that prayer and then tell somebody about the goodness and the salvation of God. But I want to pray this prayer for anybody watching online and anybody who's going to hear this recorded. Let's pray this together. Lord Jesus, thank you for your sacrifice to wash away my sin. I receive your love and I receive your lordship. And the fact that you are the savior of my life. I declare I want to follow you. And I want to put on your ways in my life. I thank you for salvation. I thank you for all the days following you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, give God a hand. listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org.